0: well here we are alex
1: here we are proof of concept uh monday may 9th another monday. um Kenan, how's it going
0: it's good it's good you know just another monday but i think it's gonna be a special monday here a special monday because we have a special man of the hour our very on the 703 representing hey, Siemens Day- university <laughs> you what's up my man damon cosper joining us here Episode, what's How are you
1: feeling? Stand up, That's seven, right? Man.
0: I'll give it a little <laughs> bit of a WWE in right? Uh,
1: for the audio yeah, listeners, yeah, he just actually stood up.
2: <laughs> it's always like, oh, I'm doing good, man. Thank you for having me. Uh, feels
0: great.
1: Yes, yes,
0: so happy. Cool, to have man.
1: Me. Um, it, it's, a, it's a pleasure. We've been uh, on the back end, Ken and I have been tossing this idea around for a while, so um, mm-hmm. uh, just appreciate you your time and your time today
2: yeah of course you know this idea came all the way back from when we were sitting around that bonfire i forget whose house we're at down in uh, uva i
1: didn't have no house
2: no i'm talking about uva i'm talking about uva yeah 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 yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, so that's funny right
1: yeah that was i remember a year ago right when the
0: pod started it
1: was spring it was spring yeah we were just you know kicking stuff around we weren't doing anything important but um it just came up and we were like huh that's a that's a fun idea and then we just kind of left it for a while
2: (laughs) yeah but now we're back to it man so it worked out
1: sensational it's sensational so dude so tell us like i don't know what you've been up to i mean obviously like spring semester wrapping things up um give us like the big updates for uh this semester so far
2: Yeah, so pretty much, you know, back in March, my season ended, concluding my career here at Stevenson. And pretty much, I've just been focusing on the little things, you know, spending time with my friends and enjoying the stuff that I haven't been able to do because of time restraints with basketball. So, obviously, you know, the first couple of weeks, I was upset because we were out of playoff contention and
0: my Mm -hmm. body
2: was killing me. But after that, you know, just realizing that (laughs) life goes on, I was a. able to find you know new stuff to like so as well as finishing classes strong trying to graduate look forward to what's next after college so that's what's been going on lately that's
0: dope man yeah it's a fun time that's
1: interesting it's it's a fun time it's also um it's it's a it's a pivotal transition Mm. right The, you know getting ready to like you said find things outside of basketball or whatever that thing is for people that you focus on um, whether it's school or, or and you know a sport, whatever a, a club, um, but it's good to hear that you're. Sounds like you're. It's pretty smooth, uh, smooth sailing over there.
2: Yeah, great so far. Uh, the biggest challenges for me is just you know what's next, right? Uh, I'm an overthinker. Mm. I like to think about what's next. I don't. I don't like the unexpected. So kind of figuring out career wise, basketball wise, because I have one where year of eligibility left. What I want to do with that. And as well as where I'm going to be living, so just all those decisions—it's kind of been hard, you know, to make a solid decision because you don't know which one's the right one. But uh, you know, to this point now, I'm firm with the the decision that I've made, and I'm confident, and I'm excited to move on. So, graduating next week, finals this week. So, I know it's crazy, man. It's it's it's, it's really surreal. Congratulations! Thank you, man. Definitely
0: big ups, man. This is crazy. Like, (laughs) I remember, like. Being in that position a year ago, and obviously, you know, Dane has the extra layer of, you know, his uh, athletic career and, you know, figuring out what he's going to do for his last dance, which we will certainly ask him about uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the later here. But, you know, I just remember being, you know, in your, in your shoes, Dane, and maybe, you know, as someone who also thinks maybe a little bit too much over overthinking, um, you know, I think some advice I would give you is just, you know, you're not going to have it all figured out a year later. <laughs> so, right don't try to have it all figured out right now you know the biggest thing and i think we spoke on this a couple episodes ago is i think you're doing a great job of enjoying you know your last your last few weeks of college but then as you think about what's next that was the theme of you know my my you know last few months of college and really have that job settled down i was always thinking about what's where am i going to be what am i going to do and it just you know consumed me a lot um at some point you just gotta take the first step be confident that you, you know you're you're in the direction you're heading and not try to, you know, think three to four steps. And just tough because you have all these changes coming. So I think we naturally, when we have, when we're faced with a bunch of changes, some of us are just naturally like, oh man, like I got to like almost over, overcompensate for that and just try to add structure where change is about to come in. Um, right. Alex, what do you think? Is that something that uh, maybe you saw me going through a bit, but on the other end, I know Alex, you, you reacted a bit differently to the, 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 the job search process
1: yeah yeah i think um you know it's good to get to put some thought behind it good to analyze a bit um but i was i was reading this new york times article about elon musk he says like mm. someone is asking him about his long-term business plan he said i don't have a plan like what are you talking about I oh, just make Jesus, it up come on, he's, one of those guys,
0: <laughs> he's one of those guys he's never, he's never he said so, that. yeah. so that's that's so like you know it, would say
1: for sure mm-hmm, you know he'd be like um mm, don't have a plan You know, he just like, let it go. Um, But it sounds like you're, you know, putting thought into it, being, um, being very um, insightful and and looking to see what makes sense for you. So um, I think one not job or professional um, related tip I gave a lot of people, underclassmen is just like, really appreciate those moments with people that you may not see. Um, in the future, as much as you would or you do in school, um, because those are the things you're gonna think back and be like, "Wow, I wish I could just go to Trin with with so and so um, and grab a couple beers because it's just easy um, because you're in the same spot." So right. um, just appreciating those moments, whether you're drinking, whether you're shooting hoops, whatever you're doing, if you're just hanging out um, because I think those are the times you look back like. That was awesome, but you didn't know in the moment, right?
2: Right, absolutely, yeah.
1: But Ken has got us all sentimental almost because thinking back to, to last year, and
0: I know. <laughs> yeah, let me no. get this. Let me get you. Another, let me get your a question here, Dan. I think this is a good one that you know. I remember I would have asked myself a year ago, um, and it's, it's funny because now you got to put yourself even back in time four more years. But as you are wrapping you know, up your undergraduate career, what's one thing you would tell? Freshman year, Dan, I he's pulling up the campus in the Jeep for the first time four years ago.
1: Scrawny kid, just barely, you know.
0: You're about to take that, last, that last drive off. So what would what you tell him if you pass yourself on that first ride up?
2: Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, mm. What I would say is don't let one day ruin your whole week.
0: Mm. And
2: don't let one week ruin your whole month. And don't let one month ruin your whole year. And what I mean by that is, you know, during college and life in general, you're going to be hit with adversity time and time again. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I learned this through basketball, obviously, and my parents and coaches and especially my coach here, uh, Coach Stewart. He Mm -hmm. instilled in me through basketball that, you know, life isn't easy. No one's going to give you anything in this world and you kind of have to go out there and get it yourself. It's a democracy. It's survival of the fittest. And he said, your response is the most important thing, right? Because the event is going to happen. For example, during COVID, Mm. people were getting laid off left and right. Mm. There's two ways you can go. You can either be sad, depressed, and, you know, that could lead to, like, uh, medicating yourself with alcohol, drugs, and things like that. Or you can take the other route, which is, okay, what's next? How do I, what's the next job? You know? So that's what I would tell myself, because I know throughout my four years here, I definitely struggled with those battles, and yeah. I, obviously I just kept them to myself, but, yeah. um, you know, that's something that I would tell my freshman yourself for sure.
0: Yeah. Huh. Super dope. That's really
1: nice. I think we try and, and take the flip side of some ideas and arguments on, on proof of concept. And I think <laughs> the flip side of that is, you know, there's a lot of value in each day, right? So a lot of potential, a lot of opportunity. Um, so, so to not seize it, um, that doesn't mean going all out every day, but to not you know, make make what you can out of each day um, is also almost as bad as letting one day kind of get to you. Um, but that's awesome from shout out Coach St- <laughs>
2: Yeah, shout out Coach Stewart and Coach Jeff as well. <laughs> Throw them in there too. GF? Wow, yeah,
1: Stu and Jeff. Dude, yep.
0: sound like stand up guys. Yeah, great stand guys. guys. Man. Great guys. Yeah, I really like that, man, because I mean, that's going to be even more important, I think. Well, the first part of that is you mentioned, you know, part of the, sh- like that was part of the struggle. Um, and I almost think, you know, that's, you know, everyone says the beauty in the struggle, right? It's being able to come out the other side and not only, you know, be able to tell yourself, look backwards and understand what you've learned, but also be able to apply it to how your life is going to be going forward. Um, right. I can tell you, you know, just in this one year, of difference that we have, it's like, it's a lot of, when you're out on your own and you, you're, you're, you're a pretty independent guy though. you've been out there doing your own, doing your own thing um now when you start working and everything it's almost like i don't sometimes i feel like your life gets a bit boxed in like you know you have your job you have your routine and the days themselves feel a lot more monotonous than what you just came through out of college so in that setting especially it's important to be like okay no my maybe a bit different but you know my current reality like today sucked or this week was not great but like your current the present reality is very changeable. Um, I think right. that's something I've actually talked to my roommates a bunch about is like it, everything can feel, especially when you're a big city, you know, everything can feel really permanent, but it's actually like life is a very elastic thing that you can stretch and push as much as you, you know, it's almost you know like F equals MA, right? <laughs> in the second law house, I believe, mass, <laughs> like you gotta put in, you gotta move the mass, right? You gotta, that's how you gotta get rid of your force, move the mass, get the acceleration. Or else, right. nothing's mm-hmm. gonna, you know, inertia is going to be inertia. Right. Um, so sorry. Right. I would have been all over the place there, but I think that's where you got me to go. <laughs> and just like, you know, you can always keep pushing, obviously with, with within a balance of you, which is why I like what you were saying also about like, don't get too low, but also can't get too high. You got to kind of, you know, stay consistent with how you approach your... Right, like, but at the same
2: time, time too, I would say is, you know, going back to when we first started recording is, yeah. while you're in those high moments, like enjoy them, you know, yeah. because you know, that will make you really appreciate the lows too, you know, like I, I always say all the time, like, I'm just as thankful for the bad stuff that happens to me as well as the good things that happen to me because, yeah, you know, for, you learn from the bad stuff and then you apply it to whatever you need to do in the future. So.
1: And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's just human nature to categorize things as categorize things as good or bad. Right. Um, but it's really just an event, you know, And we, 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 you know, we have emotions and we feel things about certain events. And, um, just interesting to hear that you were like, you know, I think for me, the, the bad or the difficult things, they, they humble you in a way that the, the fun or the good stuff never will. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just like brings you back down. So I think that's retrospectively, it's much easier to appreciate those, uh, those tough moments, but I think. As you grow older, you know, like when you're in them, it's like, okay, it'll be fine, yeah. you know, just right. rough patch, you know? Right, exactly.
0: There we go. So, switching gears to the band, I was talking about the good days and trying to enjoy the good moments. Um, and there was, you know, for some of us here, we had a fun day uh, being able to, you know, being thankful enough to celebrate Mother's Day yesterday with our mothers. Alex, I know, was unable to be there physically, but I'm sure this virtual <laughs> and spiritual and emotional presence. Was carried over all the way from Austin.
1: I've been told I have a strong virtual presence. So I was one of those guys. So just you give you me a he, you know, uh, person. He's a bit we taller get... on
0: the webcam than you think in real life. Alex, <laughs> that, you know going. Is that a good? Is that a backhanded hey, compliment? That, I don't know, but I think that's a compliment. That, still, that's
1: right? yeah. You're, you're being a little. Uh, oh, you got a big presence. Oh, but
0: if you got a big presence, I, you're larger <laughs> than life. Personality that means in life you're smaller. No,
1: I think I think you heard. I'm not sure if I said big. I think I said strong. But if I said big, we can check the tape. Um, but no, happy mother's day. It's Monday, obviously after mother's day. So Mm. much love and appreciation to all mothers. Um, and especially for people who don't have their mothers anymore or never met them. Um, I think that's something that's not really talked about. Um, I love seeing all the mother's day posts. I do try to like, just take a second and like realize, um, you know, for some people it's not, they can't post. Yeah. You know? But for me, I did send some stuff, a yeah. um, little FaceTime. <laughs> I forgot to mention this. My mom was listening to one podcast. She said, <laughs> you should stop cursing so much. I was like, all right. Oh, one of wow. our
0: pods. Was, oh yeah. We got to, I we th-
1: gotta think there were a couple episodes. I was being a little bit of potty mouth, just letting it roll. But you know, yeah. I think it's fine. It's fine. Worst um, behavior, worst. <laughs> that was that was bad behavior um but i'm glad it sounds like y'all got to um see your moms and families i'm assuming all together so um that's that's very nice that's 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 beautiful
0: very nice man that's super dope um yeah i wanted to ask you guys just because you know we're all I have perspective on this but all right so i was young guys because this was what happens, you know again in my protective bag last night even um Think about you know last couple mother's days and obviously you no.
1: Know, it's like a suit you just put on bit, and you keep it on little bit, it's your you know? reflective suit and <laughs> right,
0: right they're you no know, throughout college now i'm back in college and i was just, you know saying to my friends i actually come back home more now when i was in UVA just because you know i feel like i have more reason to um right especially for mother's day where i surprised my mom came back down last minute um really got me thinking how, how to, or, you know, i'm here, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I spoke on this in terms of like you know, your relationship with your parents. We talked about this a a little bit in the last episode, it's still unreleased, I'm gonna drop soon. Mystery episode, who knows? Um, but so mysterious. You know, I think we open this up. It's like the mystery blogs, you know. Stay yeah. tuned, man. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, you
1: can chomp on that one soon. Pause. Come on.
0: Um, uh, <laughs> but so yeah, relationship with parents, we talked on, but specifically with as young men and with our mothers and how our relationship has evolved over the last few years? Because, you know, I've always been telling my mom, and I'm thinking, you know, very thankful and privileged to have that type of friendly relationship. But it obviously takes on a different layer now that, and then, I'm sure you'll see even more of this now that, you know, after you graduate um, and you're on, out on your own. Um, so how do you guys think your relationship with your mom has evolved, really, over these last few years?
2: Um, for me, I would say that the love that I received from my mom and the support it comes from, I would say it comes from afar. Like I know she's always there with me and whenever mm-hmm. I need her, she's always going to be there for me,
0: Yeah.
2: but she's kind of, you know, laissez-faire, like hands-free, just letting me do my thing, you know, because she trusts yeah. in my instincts, my decisions and, yeah. you know, whatever decision I make, you know, she's going to support. So I would say that's how it's changed because before, you know, my mom was always right there no matter that's what, right. everything. And she's kind of, mm-hmm she was a little restrictive for me, but you know, she was obviously protecting me from myself yeah. at some situations like all parents do. Yeah. So I would say that's how the relationship between me and my mom has changed. But like you can, and you know, I've been very fortunate and blessed to have a relationship that close with my mom. And I feel like now um, looking back and reflecting from high school and mm-hmm. all the stories I have from high school, you know, I'm starting to tell my mom these things and she was like, Oh my gosh. Like this child. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I'm glad you didn't tell me then. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, just being a dumb kid. But I would say that's how it, my relationship evolved with my mom.
1: Up, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I think, um, kind of similar. It's, it's, it's become, um, like an actual relationship versus when you're a kid, especially, I think at least for me, kind of through high school, your parents are just trying to make sure you're on the right path and you get to college or you get to that, um, next step. And then, you know, once you get there, at least for me, it definitely changed because in college I just think we started talking more like just adults versus, um, you know, parent and son. Yeah. Um, which is, I think is cool. And I think, especially honestly, with the, with the pandemic, um, and going home, um, one thing I miss a bunch and I think is just cool is that, um, being able to come downstairs, like from the bedroom and then just like, see my mom in the morning and spend like maybe five, 10 minutes, mm-hmm. just like checking emails or checking the news before I go about my day or after. And it's just like a cool, for me, I like those little moments, mm-hmm. um, like unplanned, just kind of like, and maybe you're not even talking, you're just kind of like hanging out, um, and sharing a couple articles or just literally just hanging out um so it's 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 been cool and also i think as you grow older you just appreciate what wow, they did for you when you were younger yeah. much much more <laughs> much like 10 times more because you just like whoa like, yeah. I was telling my parents about arthur just you know i've been you know raising him and trying to make sure he's you know has fun but also has boundaries mm-hmm. um and i'm like wow you guys did a lot like retro retroactive appreciation there
0: yeah it's hard to understand the sacrifice until you're the one in a similar position or at least you know we're getting to the age now where we're like and again you know so this is a generational thing right, where our parents usually had us a bit younger uh then we, maybe we'll have, have children so it's like and you know damn like in five years like they were doing like they were they were like take care of my house like changing my diaper like that's you know i saw a bit of it with ella growing up but you know i was never in that you know uh Role of responsibility, so I could always take the uh, I'm not your parent pass. Um, even now, it's like <laughs> I'm not gonna drive you to school, to that's that's that. Um, right, so I definitely <laughs> think that's a lot more you know, gratefulness, and obviously, you know, great into the age where soothing right? When you're home, where you're away from home for a while, and your parents are getting older or starting to get older, like I think that's for me, it's coming to head now where it's just like again, my parents are very young, very a lot of energy, my dad especially. Um, yeah, love your but, dad, man. Love yeah, your so dad. Skander, We'll save that for Father's Day, but you know, I he's never right. gonna be uh, a quiet guy, but I just am starting to get to the age now where I appreciate the moments more. Um and I think it's a it's a beautiful thing because you, you go through and Ella's it's so funny when Ella's just having the other side of it, right? When she's thirteen and Oh my god, can I wear my foot to school? <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> I just want to go out. Oh. Oh. Yeah. People <laughs> you know? so, yeah, so much I can tell her, I'm like, yo, he's up on them, but she'sn't she doesn't get it. She just shows she has to. I, I wouldn't either at her age, so right. No, I, de- right. I
2: definitely
0: didn't get it at that
1: age either. So, yeah, 100%, <laughs> dude.
0: And you, you just touched on it a, a little bit there, but I did want to ask you, um, because I know, you know, just off knowing you for ever, <laughs> Alex, I don't know if I ever told you, but at and I, we go back to like seventh grade. Right. Yep. So way, in the cut. way back. So I, remember, way back. Yep. I remember those first sleepovers at your old crib, your mom would be there, you know, thinking <laughs> so we weren't get getting too rowdy getting that's settled. Go to bed PS four, you know. Go to bed right <laughs> now.
2: Actually my mom wouldn't care how late we'd stayed up. Me and Kenan we'd yeah, play two yeah, we K we'd play two K to like four in the morning <laughs> yeah. and then we'd wake up and have right, chocolate chip go. pancakes in the morning. So What sleep like three hours, that's, that's good stuff. Life's yeah, exactly. simple, man. We didn't that's know that can... then. Life was so simple. I know that's when you could function off of like three hours back then when we were kids. But now it's like, if I get three hours, I can't function at all. So.
0: Walking dead out here, bro. Um, your mom has been a big influence on your life overall, but specifically how she helped you. Uh, and yeah, helped you throughout yeah. your senior career.
2: Yeah. So, you know, obviously growing up from eighth grade to senior year, she helped me throughout the AAU circuit and high school basketball, you know, yeah. supporting me financially, emotionally, and, All, you know, all categories, you know, just being there for me and as well as my brother Caden, because most of the time my mom didn't like leaving him alone at the house. So he'd have to come with. And my dad as well would come to games whenever he could, you know, because he was either uh, overseas on deployment or if he was here in uh, back in Virginia, you know, he would try to come to the ones he could make. But focusing back on my mom, she got when I got to Stevenson, you know, she kind of she was there with me, like learning what it was like, like the college hoops and things like that. And yeah. NCAA rules, what I can and can't do. And it was kind of the same thing that like we talked about earlier, just like hands free, letting me make mistakes on my own because yeah. she trusted that I had coaches that could look after me and support me and kind of be like a second set of parents on campus for me. <laughs> um, but my mom would try to come to as many games as she could. She she came to all the home games and, you know, my mom was really busy kind of like, you know, so, yeah, um, you know, she watches every live stream when she can and, you know, she's, she just supports me in that way. And especially with the injuries that I had throughout my career, you know, Broken fingers, uh, dislocated fingers, herniated discs in my back, uh, my knees, ankles—everything. Everything, yeah, the whole yards. You know, yeah. uh, whenever I'd get hurt while I was in a stretch of playing really good basketball, I'd get down, and she would just pick me back up. So, yeah, that's a—it's uh, definitely a huge, huge thing. And I want to shout out my mom for that. Without <laughs> MVP, without her, you know, I probably would have transferred because I was—I yeah. was a frustrated little twenty-year-old kid. Sophomore year, we weren't that great. Our record didn't. Our record showed we weren't that great, yeah, and I was confused. I couldn't figure out why I wasn't playing. And you know, I figured it out this year and you know, kind of got solid minutes in and out between games and things like that. So, for her to that was weird yeah. <laughs> uh, for her to be there for me the whole time through the ups and downs is was huge. That's awesome.
0: Um, I'm just thinking through it because, yeah, obviously she was a huge influence but also i don't know maybe there was a bit of do you ever feel like you were inspired again not to you know compare motherhood to you know, soon athlete but maybe just in terms of you know being having to do two things full time and not being able to you know compromise in either i think you know your mom because i know her professional career is very demanding alex she, she was actually uh she gave me my first two internships our college, more or less. Um, wow, so I got big to kind of out. yes, and you know she has a department there over at Lidos. Shout out to Lidos, man! Come on, hey, 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 Let oh, me yeah. go over. This man it was almost
1: a lifetime Lidos guy.
0: Oh, hey, man, look! I'll never respect nothing for love. For all the people in the building, man. Shout out to, <laughs> shout out to Alan, especially Mike Coogan. You know who you are, my like, <laughs> Alan, man. I'm Mike
2: Coogan,
0: man. <laughs> the goat, man. But no, cool. I mean, you know, she runs, you know, this whole department of fifty plus people, and at the same time raising twins and. You know having, I think she also put herself what through MBA's program, night school while you when you were younger, Dame, right? So I mean,
2: yeah, right? No, I mean, yeah. So you know, going off that, yeah, I learned early on. I didn't really know. I knew my mom was busy. Yeah. I didn't really know how hard of a worker my mom was until I got older, and she kind of told me the stories and things like that, and you know, it just made me think, like, damn, like. That's so like, inspiring to me because all she wants to do is work, help, and give to others. Right. Mm-hmm. And for her to be going to school, going to work and then coming home to take care of me and my brother at a very young age, you know, my mom got thrown into adulthood at a very young age. Mm. So for her to be doing this for a very long time, that was really inspiring to me. You know, that's kind of how I look at basketball. Okay. Um, in terms of like a mental mindset, is like I put things in perspective. You know, Okay. Damian Lillard, a couple of years ago in the playoffs, a reporter said, "Do you feel any pressure when you play in these games?" And Damian Lillard said, "This isn't anything. What this isn't pressure. What's pressure is not is trying to figure out what your next meal is coming from or to pay the bills at the end of the month. Like that's pressure."
1: Yeah. So for my mom. Yeah, I remember that. I remember I that.
2: And, yeah. And my mom, like at the same time, I didn't see any emotion from her like i didn't see her crying her being sad her being frustrated like i never saw that from her it was always a positive attitude and it was always a smile and you know it's kind of and it it kind of motivates me to do the same thing so
0: that's that's, that's real man it's real talk right that's
1: cool man i think one thing you mentioned it like your mom telling you how not to brag she's telling you like how she worked when you were younger and just like, um, pulling the curtain back. I think that that makes you more appreciative of them now too, because it, it's like, wow, like you did all that and, and now you're, um, have other responsibilities and you're still going. And, um, I think it's just, it's, it's really cool when you can, um, learn that about your parents.
2: Yeah, no, hundred percent. And like we were talking about earlier, you know, it just makes you really appreciate um your parents even more and for me personally it makes me want to be successful you know because they've done everything they've sacrificed everything for me to be successful
1: so definitely definitely um think looking ahead a bit um i mean if you can you can tell us what what is next um if you know if you know um and if you don't, it's fine, too. Um,
0: I think the job's but not just, done, Alex, is what I've been hearing. I, I, I've been told <laughs> the job's not done. So I don't know why we're celebrating when the job's not done. It's, it's not finished. Yeah, too old. Mm-hmm. I'll say this. Um, huh.
2: I have a job lined up waiting to oh. get my official offer letter. Um, Here we go. We'll keep the company disclosed until I, you know, get yes, an actual is. job letter. And DAs yeah. are classified.
1: Right, bulletproof. Uh, yes.
2: Ziploc bag tight. Classified.
1: as the Shaq calls G14 classification, you know. Yes.
2: <laughs> and um, as well, I'll also be attending Mary University to continue my academic career. I'll be getting okay. a master's and an MBA cybersecurity dual program. And Ooh. yeah, so the hopes there for me is yeah. to you know, see what my job looks like and what school looks like. And if I can balance basketball, that's great. But mm. if not, you know, it is what it is. And kind of just it's time to turn the page and just move forward. And, uh, you know, it was a really hard decision for me because obviously no one in the history of college basketball has ever had five years to play competitively. So I mm. obviously would love to use that year, but I wanted mm. to make sense. You know, I put my name in the transfer portal like a month or two after our season ended. Just seeing yeah. what my options were after talking with my coaches here at Stevenson, it just academically just didn't fit. So, I would I would have loved to come back here, but just the academic piece was the main concern for me to making my decision. Yeah. And Bearmount's a good school; it's one of the best cybersecurity schools in the state of Virginia. And yeah. you know I'm excited to be going there. I'm going to be getting an apartment uh, in Arlington, living with my one of my other childhood friends, Marcos. So. Uh, we're getting a spot up there, and my other friend Nazir lives in the same building, so we're going to be living there.
0: All the <laughs> I didn't know y'all had the same building. It's that's perfect. Funny, oh, my that's gosh. That's funny. I'll be mean, at Don Tito's third floor. You know what it is. <laughs> and, and, but kind of thin,
2: but I'm excited for it. You know?
0: But uh, <laughs> like I
2: said, I don't know if the job's finished yet or not. So um, I like to tell people I'm um, currently retired temporarily, you know,
0: mm. and we'll see so what happens. TB12 or TB12 retirement? Yeah, man. Taking a yeah. week, I guess for a
1: little bit, he said, let's go. He went to do a bunch of Hertz commercials on his <laughs> retirement time. And now TB, <laughs> TB's back, obviously, right. you know what I'm talking about? I love all those Hertz commercials. Everybody He's like hurts. charging up, um, oh, and those, those just really get me going, but no, we're excited for you. We're excited. You. Um, I think it's a good attitude to have, um, and keep us updated, of course, as you, uh, as you progress, yeah, for sure. um, going forward.
0: And like, damn, like, what was that like in terms of having to, like, maybe a, you know, shift or balance, you know, your goals from, you know, over the four years to where you are now in terms of making decisions from a fast a of or a basketball priority to, you know, how did that kind of process play out for you? Was it a thing where you almost, you know, right away you were like, okay, like, I know this is, you know, School, you know, academics are be more important, careers are more important, like I'm, I'm ready to go and shift over, or did you have to kind of come to grips with it a bit, and was that something that was easy for you to, to maybe make that, that change of decision-making process?
2: Um, well, the short answer is it definitely wasn't easy. It's probably been the okay. hardest decision I've had to make in a while. Um, just with all the things that are at stake here, so, you know, I could continue my athletic career and get an education. Obviously, the education is the it's you know it's it's gonna be there Re- regardless of my decision. I'm gonna be continuing my education, right? Just sure. matter of if I play basketball, how will my career look? Right. Yeah. And I was presented with a job offer of a lifetime, and you know it, it was tough for me to decide because going back to you know talking about my mom is you know, I'm not saying that I would be failing my mom by playing basketball for one more year and then going to join the workforce wherever I go. But, you know, her, her image and like her goal in life was to get me and my brother through college. So this next week is kind of going to be like her dream coming true. So for me, you know, I wanted to not only make the right decision for myself, but also wanted to make my mom happy as well. And, uh, with the job offer I got, you know, after I talked to my mom like over and over and over again, she was like, yeah, you know, I'm not I'm not sure if another job offer like this is going to come by. Like you really need to think. And that's how I decided, you know, go with the job, you know, get my career started off. If I can play, yeah. wait, sign me up. I'm there. And apparently Marymount practices at 6 a.m. every day. So if. <laughs> so I mean,
1: let's go, baby. 5 a.m. wake up. Yeah, 5, let's 5, go.
2: Wake up, go to work, come, at, come home at night, do, do classwork, go to bed, and repeat. You know, it's only temporary. It's only going to be for, you know, I mean, basketball is a long season. Don't get me it wrong. It's only yeah. from October until March, and then you're done. And it, trust me, it goes by fast. Like these four years have gone by fast. So I try to tell my mom yeah. this one year is going to go by even faster.
1: But, but the mental side of the game, um, the mental side religion. of life in general. Okay. Um, obviously Kenan's a deep thinker. No, you're a deep thinker. Um, just on the surface and I'm
0: a surface level. <laughs> deep thinker Alex. <laughs> don't, don't try to go just beyond. Just take the
1: compliment. Um, <laughs> um, so a while ago you did post a story about, um, guys or just people in general, not talking enough about, you know, what's going on in their heads or or what is bugging them and what, um, kind of struggles, if you want to say, um, that all of us go through. And I just wanted to, since we have you here, you know, get, get a little bit of details on, um, I guess anything else you wanted to say that you couldn't say in that moment about that. And then also, um, any thoughts on the cultural sentiment or, How people our age think about mental health as a soon to be grad.
2: Yeah. So, that tweet you're talking about, I believe it it was something along the lines of, I pray for my friends. I pray for my friends that they get through the battles that they're fighting silently, or something along the lines of that. And I actually saw that. My aunt actually posted it on Facebook. And I was scrolling through Facebook. That's where I keep all my family stuff. And I saw her post it. And I was just like, man, this really hit home. So, I just, I was like, I'm gonna tweet it. I feel like it's good to share. And you mm. know, the what how I took what I took away from it was that you know, every day you come to work, you go to practice, you go to wherever you're going, and you see the same people every day, right? And mm. sometimes you don't know, some sometimes people don't ask, hey man, like how are you doing? Like actually, how are you doing? Yeah. And you know. Some it's okay to not it's okay to not do that every single day, right? But people will come to work with a mask, like you know, a mask before the pandemic. You know, kind of like a Ooh, yeah, that's a bar, right. The mask on the mask,
0: yes, sir. That is a boy. So that is a, a major boy.
2: Your battles are that are happening back home. You never know. And you know, I feel like before the pandemic, it was a stigma of not being okay was like, oh, you shouldn't have to, you shouldn't have to talk about it. It'll like suck it up, you'll be fine. But I feel like, especially Mm -hmm. after we went into lockdown, like lockdown really got to the best of people and you know, Mm -hmm. which is perfectly fine. But you know, you really just saw that effect on people. And I feel like now, especially that it's occurred that more and more people are willing to talk about it. And I feel like now it's socially being accepted to not be okay mentally. You know, you can talk about athletics all you want. Like, now, recently, like, since my sophomore year, like, depression and anxiety through athletics has been going on. I don't know if you guys heard about that softball player from no. JMU. Uh, rest in peace, your soul. But, you know, stuff like that happens yeah. all the time. And mm-hmm. it's now, now, especially, it's now getting talked about, thankfully, you know. And more resources are going towards it. I know here on campus, we have a bunch of resources if we ever need help. And it's like now... For me personally, I'll get into a little bit. I was fighting my own battles trying to figure out what was what was gonna happen next for me because again, like I hate the uncertainty mm-hmm. you know, coming into this season, I didn't know how my mm-hmm. season was gonna go, I didn't know how my back back was gonna be able to handle everything, I didn't know how my thumb was gonna be able to handle everything, I didn't know what kind of job I was gonna have, what kind of season I was gonna have, academic year I was gonna have, et cetera, and you know I kind of. For like a month straight i just got into this little funk and like i didn't go to classes i didn't you know i just showed up to practice didn't mm. really practice i wasn't that was there
1: i wasn't you were,
0: you were there but you yeah, weren't there
1: so, just going through the motions eventually mm-hmm.
2: you know i just realized I, again putting things into perspective which i think is kind of the theme of this episode at least um mm. you know i just realized that it could be worse you know <laughs> my coach freshman year, i'll never forget he pulled me aside and he was just like, you know, you don't realize how great you have it here. You know, you get to play basketball. You get to go to class. You get to go to college. And I started having that mindset instead of saying, oh, damn, I got to
0: I have to. I have to. Go. I have to. Yeah. Go. I have to yeah. go my
2: dog," You know, and that goes back to appreciating the small moments, things like that. And I think as I turn the next page to my professional career, young professional career, I think it's important for me to take it day by day and try to make the day win the day and make the day interesting Mm -hmm. as to a point where it doesn't get too bland, where I'm just, again, going (laughs) through the motions again. So that's kind of where the tweet came from and that's kind of what I took from it. So.
1: Yeah. Some people, I think it is talking about it. Other times, like you said, resources in general, I think is huge. Um, I think there was another NCAA runner. Um, she, I think took her own life. Like very recently I saw runners I follow, I'm um, just repost it and bring attention to it. So, um, you know, I'm just glad it's getting more attention and I'm glad um, athletes are getting resources and people, it seems like culturally what I was trying, that was a leading question sort yes. of, um, people, it seems like they're opening up and, and not being so like, oh, like reacting in a in a very dramatic fashion to um, that topic, which I think is, is good for everyone.
0: Yeah. Well, Alex, let me, let me have a caveat to that. I don't know. People are, we're more open as a society, but does that mean people are opening up necessarily? There is, there is
1: performative, um, right? uh, vulnerability, which I think is also, um, I guess you don't really know because people, again, the mask thing, like, yeah. you don't really know unless they say something, right. If it like, if they're just saying something to, um, get attention or get special treatment don't know right but that's an important caveat I, I agree um there there's definitely some people will use it for um malicious ends you know
0: yeah i don't that's that's true i mean there's definitely you know performative mental health things going on i think you know with any rising cultural like trend I, I think that's even you know a bit diminutive to say it's you know right, mental health is a trend but we've all seen you know the uh, artsy IG, you know, <laughs> templates to, to, take, to take care of yourself, you know. You want to
1: call anyone out? No,
0: no, you, no. <laughs> i you know, kidding. Call, you, know, kidding. But, you know, again, the, as James <laughs> said earlier, you know, pandemic hit a lot of people and a lot of Pinterest posts were created. That's just how it goes. Um But I was also thinking that, like, you know, it's a two-way street to be open, right? You have to, one, one person has to actually care and ask you and, you know, not feel stigmatized to ask you about it. And also, like, you have to actually... Want to open up, and you know, so I'm also, you know, I'm thinking, you know, me at when I've been my most closed off, and thankfully, I'm not that you know that in that way right any right now. But if I were, and I could see that oh, everyone's you know talking more about mental health stigma, I actually might even like that might cause me to kind of recoil a little bit more and be like, oh, like I know I can kind of anticipate that people might even ask me stuff. So I'm like, you know, again, a bit of overthinking here. But you know, if you if you don't a want bit. to talk about how you really are, and people nah, ask you, what are no you doing? No no, nah, it's great. Great. Nah, you know, No, It's like, not. You start to maybe you know build a build even more of a facade, and you know, yes, I'm being, I'm sharing how I am, but I can be even more fake. It kind of you know, it's a, a door that can be opened or, or shut even yeah, more. Yeah, to
2: to add on to that, I would say like the most important thing for me is to check on people, you know. Like every now and then I'll Mm -hmm. send a text to Kenan or I'll send a text to one of my friends because I know Kenan's out there by himself, especially to always Mm -hmm. check up on those near you because again, like you never Mm -hmm. know what anyone's going through. And, you know, that's kind of going back to the tweet. I think that's kind of the main message for those listening is that Mm -hmm. you never Mm -hmm. know what you're going through or those around you that are going through, excuse me. And, you know, never assume that anyone, never assume, you never know, right? And, you know, yeah. and for example, like if I was going through something and Kenan just shot me a text saying, hey, man, like, I'm just thinking about you. Hope you're doing well. How are you? How are you feeling? Something like that that takes 10 seconds to type and send will go miles for anyone like that. So yeah. that's honestly, that's the most important thing. And I think that's the stigma and like the uh, status quo that society's starting to move towards. So I want to say not necessarily mm-hmm. like talking about it. Like, oh, you have to talk about your feelings. Like, that's not, like, the objective of, like, mental health and, like, how it's kind of being focused now into society. But it's more of, hey, like, if you want to, you can, you know? So just reaching out to those near you is kind of the main emphasis that I would would encourage everyone to do because you never know.
1: 110%. 110%. I mean, um, and maybe they don't even respond. They're just like, yeah, I'm fine. But just them knowing that you reached out and you um are thinking about them that can go a really long way um so i i totally agree second uh, second that for sure
0: yeah this brings me back to this morning man because I, I haven't thought about this in a while but since like like my, my first years uva did where like i was you know meeting a lot of new friends and people were getting to know me kind of all over again um it almost like that made me really reflect on my the, the friendship that I've had for a while from back home, um, so with you, with Waz, the boys, um, and so it's and there's a couple of layers here, right? It's like one, we're all you know we've all been we're all guy kind of friends, we you know these are kind of the OG you know homies from day one, but sometimes and so there's a familiarity there where it's like oh like you know I don't have to check up on Waz like I know Waz Waz you know Waz and I were good like I can go six months without talking to Waz and come back and you know what's good man like we're back we're back we're back to it you know, um. The, after I started, you know, making, and it took a while UVA, but, you know, making, making, you know, some real friends and they're like, man, like, you know, because they're starting to know me from zero and then like a very quick, you know, the kind of that, you know, week to week, you know, progression is much quicker than, you know, Damon and I have known each other for five, six years, It's not much anymore to, the, it would seem like there's not much more to do. Um, so sometimes I felt like after going through college, maybe reflect on my earlier friendships and almost feel like, man, did I like not, you know that i take that for granted when you know you feel like you know someone for so long so you don't make that extra effort to like really check in or really get to yeah really know how they're feeling um so i just don't know if that's something you also felt i never asked you this because you haven't had the chance but going through Siemens and knowledge you know you are be going to be back home next year like is that something you also realized in terms of your like your different friendships yeah, you yeah you know, I <laughs>
2: obviously where we're from in baltimore two completely different places. Uh, Ones are way more diverse. It's just different culturally. Like you have, you know, a a huge city. There's similarities there. Like I'm 20 minutes from downtown Baltimore and we're 20 minutes from DC. But just for me, like meeting my new friends and having the similarities, it makes, like, reminds me, like, some of my friends here, they love watching Premier League. Right. So that makes me remember. (laughs) us back in the day watching the premier League every Sunday morning, waking <laughs> yeah. up at like 7am or some crazy hour after we just pulled the all yeah, yeah. blues or whoever was playing
0: the yeah, come on bro that hey, was like a second to leicester in, in 2015 what what's top four thing yeah, they're March. top four. think derby coming actually. up yeah, on March. thursday
1: big Darby. Yes. yeah but you know
0: just
2: me realizing meeting new people it just makes me remember my friends back at home and it makes me appreciate them even more. And every time we see each other, because now it's more limited, uh, it makes me appreciate every yeah. time we hang out again. So,
0: For sure, man.
1: Definitely. I think it also, for me, we've talked about this before, just like being considerate about who's around you and who you keep around you that you see often. Um, that's something I just close contacts list. You know, look, <laughs> we, we we got we got the the pseudo board of directors. We got the people under there. So, um nah, of course not. Um But no, it, it's it's you know the friendship org chart. I'm get, sorry, the friendship
0: <laughs> org chart is kind of funny.
1: I <laughs> actually, if a listener, ball. if yeah. if any listener wants to work on one, um, <laughs> I'm happy to happy to send you some. I'll, I'll venerate you for your Starbucks order. Yeah, your coffee. Your coffee nut, um, just just do a mock up, send it our way, and we'll post it. We won't even
0: post it. We will not (laughs) be endorsing this level of toxic toxicity on our channels.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Toxic relationship friendship.
0: (laughs) a lot of heavy, heavy talking here, but this has been really good, Dan, hearing your story. Um, you know, I know another, you know, I think key theme from what we talked about so far is that definitely basketball life seem to be. You know where have been pretty inseparable for you. Um, so we've got the life part of it, I think. You know, it's you know, enough real talk for one episode, Alex, is what we say. we, have, we hit our quota, the, the
1: yeah, we definitely we, yeah, we overshot yeah. for sure. Sp- I think. Spotify I just got, has been texting the before. producer, he said, <laughs> You need to cut that, you need
0: to cut that right now. It's enough on that. You <laughs> gotta get a fake producer name, that'd be fun. Um, but now, especially <laughs> the gears of it's a basketball, obviously, huge, huge time in the world of basketball, NBA playoffs yes. going on. So many storylines, it'd be hard to pick. I got to start with my man, the guy, the Serbian wonder. He was drafted during the Taco Bell commercial in the second round. Now he's a back-to-back, <laughs> unofficial, but yet official, Woj. And Woj much, I mean, a, if Woj, if Woj
1: leaks it, come on. Like, come yes, on. Yes,
0: back-to-back MVP. Statistically, one of the best seasons a center has ever had. He's not even a center. He's, he's a different, different type of animal. But everyone is saying that obviously Embiid is maybe having more team success now. They're the Sixers are picking things up again, two-two as we record here um, in their series. And then you know Giannis, I think had a good season, but I think it was mainly Embiid or Jokic, right, Damon? So what do you think? Do you think Jokic was it des- deserved back to back? Because the first year he won it, I was so happy. Like Nuggets were like second seed. Like it, for me, like it felt like the momentum was with us, and he definitely deserved it. Better season on paper this year, but. I'm not even as excited as a Nuggets fan. Yeah, I mean, so. when
2: you go back to back, you know the first one is always better than the second one because then the second one is okay. Mm. He won MVP last year. You know.
0: That's true of many MVP, things in life. Yeah. so you
2: know, for me, he definitely deserved it. Embiid also had a great case, but look who Jokic has on his team. You know, Jamal Murray's been out the entire year.
0: Austin Rivers.
2: Austin Rivers, James Harden.
0: Austin Rivers.
2: You know, I mean, <laughs> the thing with Philly. I'll start with Philly first. You know They've been having a circus yeah. of a season in terms of media, dealing with Ben Simmons and all the drama happening yeah. in Philly, him showing up to practice. With...
0: He, he didn't want to play. I kicked him out. He didn't want to
1: Benny. Play. What's Benny doing? Nothing. He's not yeah, doing anything.
0: He
2: had a whole season. He definitely deserved it. But you look at that Nuggets team.
1: I, my vote was for so him, they, to be honest. That's interesting. Yeah. But –
2: I think Jokic, because you take Jokic off that mm-hmm. team, they're a lottery team. Because no, yeah, that's Jamal Murray, also true. No, Jokic. Will Barton was hurt for several games this year. And he's a solid score for them. And then Aaron Gordon was also hurt for a little while, too. So, um, you know, he deserved it. But I mean, you can't go wrong. And I think it would have been cool for Embiid to win it because my roommate is a Philly fan. But you know, as a Wizards sure. fan, I got to hate Joel Embiid because he cooks us every time we, he plays us. So. <laughs>
1: He gives y'all the works every time. Bully ball, man. It's a wrap. Shout out Jokic,
2: man, because I'm glad I'm even winning Shout out
0: Jokic. I mean, someone said the numbers don't lie, but it almost raises a question because, you know, looking at it, I'm looking at stats again right now just to refresh myself. Um, Career high in points, 27.1 points per game for the season, almost 14 point rebounds a game, eight, assist, eight 7.9 is like eighth in the league in assists. Statistically, he's the MVP. But it almost like, I think basketball mm. has entered for some time now, probably, damn you probably know as better than I have, but, you know, it has entered its, its, it's been really, you know, statistically dominated now. So there's like baseball, there's like the money ball, you know, analytics driven approach that the league has been taking. So do you think there's still this like divide between, the like, baseball has it, right? Where there's like the purists who are like, nah, this guy can hit. Like, I don't care what the numbers say. Like he's a player.
1: It's qualitative. Yeah.
0: Qualitative is quantitative. Like every sport <laughs> more or less, I think has, is reaching this point. But obviously we have a bigger sample size. Like baseball and basketball, I think it's more it's just more pronounced where you're gonna see the numbers guys really, you know, make their case. You think that's that's something that's happening right now in the NBA, especially with this NBA this MVP decision? Yeah,
2: I think it's definitely has to do with quantitative like numbers and stuff like that, but more you know, mm-hmm. I also think like all these awards, I feel like they're too based off team success. You know, these are individual awards. You know, I feel like Yeah. I feel like Desmond Bain should have won Most Improved. John Morant just
0: you know, no, even John Morant didn't want it, right? Didn't he give it? to and, give it to his team. John Morant, yeah,
1: it doesn't make sense for him to yeah. get to get it. Yeah. It doesn't make and, sense I at all. I
2: mean, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson, uh, DeJounte Murray, Darius Garland—they had amazing seasons this year, and they made that huge yeah. step. And uh, Miles Bridges too for the Hornets. So I think yeah, these awards need to become more based off the person. Because, you know, every year they give the defensive player of the year to Rudy Gobert. But, you know, is he really the best defensive player in the league? <laughs> you know, don't get me wrong. He's an elite defender and you can like the rim. Yeah. But like, True Hade.
0: He plays in a great defensive yeah, system. like True Hade
2: has been recognized as one of the best defenders in the league by players for the last like five or six
1: years. Yeah, exactly. Check Old Man 3 podcast, JJ Reddick. He had one with Drew. That's just on repeat. Um, but he was talking about that. He talked with him like he just doesn't. He get disrespected because they don't, they don't recognize it, and it affects his uh, his contracts, yep. how much money he gets. Exactly. Um, well, well, Dame. um wow. I think you're gonna have to come back for round two because the docket. We literally have half this docket. Yeah, we still and, got some uh, uncovered gems. We didn't yeah. get to it. Uh huh. Uh, well, uh, we're going to keep them chambered, though. Uh, we know people like to see what's on our docket. You're not going to see it. No peaky. We're keeping it. No sneaky peekies. Um, no hanky panky. N- no <laughs> sneaky peekies. Um, <laughs> but, Dame, um, dude, an absolute pleasure. Um, anything big coming up this week? I just, I'm just, i always curious with people. Sometimes people have slow weeks. Sometimes they get a crazy week. Anything big coming you know, up? Uh, graduating.
2: That's, man. Just, you know. So- strong, finish get get through the finish line and I finish college officially on Thursday. It's my last exam. It's my finance four fifty class. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one at eight AM in the morning. So um, yeah. once I'm done with that, you know, it's kinda whatever we wanna do, you know, celebrate. We might go out, we might go I don't know. I have no idea what's gonna happen then, but uh graduations is happening, just getting ready for that and uh, packing everything up and just you know closing the chapter here at Stevenson. So that's kind of what's going on this week. So
1: you know, a little two, three, five, six, seven, Jack and Cloak's You know what I'm saying, man? Eh, you're gonna throw it back, but no. Um, we we wish you the best in that Absolutely. exam and, and going forward. Um, you're someone we I respect a lot, and I just uh, I just love talking to you. My 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 lovely dog Arthur is bugging me right now. Oh,
0: Arthur um, time. We
1: can. Anything else for our for our distinguished guest here as we uh, as we uh, close out here?
0: That's my timer. Look at that. Um, oh, he's getting a call. He's nah, getting a call. It. Uh-oh. Nah, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you coming on, bro. <laughs> yeah, I missed dinner, so uh, Iskander's gonna have a word for me. Um, but um, nah, man, this has been super real, man. I feel like again, this is something I want to do more often. Not even you know, not even on the pod, but just asking questions and you know taking the time and effort to really you know not to check in, but learn about my, my close friends and people I've known for a while, I feel like I, I, I just, I need to make more of an effort to get to know better. So I just always, that's the thing when you have, you know, true friends and relationships that get, you know, they get better, they age like a fine wine, right? Like they get better. <laughs> um, like even Dame, you know, everybody, everybody graduate and next week, next week you have a gap party and my parents like, Oh, you know, we, we might go like that's, and I'm not even, that's, that's real shit, you know, like that type 100%, 100%. of stuff everyone knows you know, you know if you know me you know, you know my family like i love you know seeing friends and family get together without me because that's me. Is a testament of you know you made, made the right because i trust my family i trust my friends and i love seeing it seeing it all come together so i got one more love. thing
1: as we close out Alex, dame the from the jump yeah i want to say um credit to you as someone who i think <laughs> oh, i whoa uh, we got a big bark. He said, he said, yo, he's real. He's legit. Big dog in the house. You're you're someone who really like from the job, you're just someone I like easy to talk to, but also motivated and, and and considerate, and just someone who um I think is very thoughtful. Um he said, Yeah, he's great. <laughs> so we think you're great, bro. Um and we ooh, wish you ooh. best luck on the exam. And, um, yeah, man, a pleasure. It's uh, an absolute you guys, pleasure.
2: Uh, you know, like my mom always says, I try to surround myself with people I want to be like. So, um, you know, peace. thank you guys. And, uh, you know, I wish you guys the best of luck, uh, you know, finish this week strong and, you know, hopefully, uh, someday, sometime we can, over the summer, find a, find some time to link up or do this again. Or who knows, maybe in person we can do, a like record a video, have a,
0: Whoa. a- I like, that. I like where you're going <laughs> now
1: though. you're talking listeners look out for it now you're talking um dame just wow absolute pleasure and um take it easy listeners thank you for coming along